0: The voice of truth Tells me a different story The voice of truth Says do not be afraid And the voice of truth
1: Welcome folks to the Voice of Truth Radio show. I'm your host, State Senator Mike Asinger, accompanied by my co-host Pastor Brian Leversey, and we're both in the studio for once in a while, but so happy to be here. You're listening to the only show in America where you will experience the fusion of church and state. We do it here, folks. We're not afraid. And we're going to be talking about culture, history, current events from a biblical perspective. By the way, we are on the radio Thursdays at 5, Saturdays at 3, and we podcast at Voice of Truth with Mike Azinger. So tune in. By the way, Pastor, I've gotten several. So it's campaign season, I'm out and about a lot more than usual, and Mm -hmm. I've gotten a a number of... uh, comments on our radio show well, good. yeah one was when are you guys gonna quit <laughs> can you please shut it down comments <laughs> like that and but i just keep
0: you going they
1: do but no positive comments so i was in work county that's one of my counties that i represent i was in work county and there's a great little market up there um right across from the exxon in uh in elizabeth and i go in there i get some cheese so nice. i like cheese and a little old lady was um right behind me and i had one of my campaign card so i pulled it out and give it to her and i said yeah I'm mike gazing going to run for state senate and she said oh yeah i listen to your radio show <laughs> <laughs> so she's actually a parkersburg uh expat is that what she was yeah did? so she lives in ward county but she nice. listened to us and she knows you of course and uh um um uh, so that was fun. That that's was great. Uh, that was a, a fun little deal, and uh, a number of a number of folks. We appreciate people absolutely. listening. Absolutely. You know, we apologize that we can't be on the air every single week, but it just but gets we busy try. Sometimes we do. You we know, do try. This is a uh,
0: we miss it when we can't get on the it's air. It's just for sure.
1: it, we absolutely. So. And it seems
0: like when we're not on the air, that's when everything happens too. You know, it I mean, was exactly. a ton of stuff. That's yeah. Gone so on.
1: so uh, th- we uh, we we chat before we start the radio show and. Uh, we, we we sat here and talked for a half hour, and we should have been recording because we were just saying some amazingly wise, Absolutely. intuitive things. But um, first thing, so we're going to talk, uh, we got some, some great subjects coming up in the, um, in the other segments. We're just going to kind of do a cornucopia of, of subjects. Just hit boom, boom, boom. Maybe two or three. One, of course... Is the um, the uh, atom bomb that hit what night before last yeah. it just I saw it come up in my Facebook feed or maybe I got no I got um, the Senate has a uh, a signal group. one of the senators put Fox News reporting that uh, that the Supreme Court has the votes to overturn Roe v Wade. I thought what? Yeah. How could, it's only May. Those decisions come out in June. And so I'm all excited. Oh, man, really? So then I get these notifications from marketwatch.com. So one, so one of their uh, notifications came down on my phone, said the same thing. And I'm uh, what? Wait a minute. So I'm kind of getting my sea legs, trying to figure out, because this is weird. Yeah. And um, – so I'm reading, and it said, uh, I forget what article, maybe it was a Market Watch article. This is unprecedented. This has never happened. This has never happened that a leak on a vote of this monumental or a leak of any kind uh, before the final decision was made came out uh, from the Supreme Court. Mm. So we have Roe v. Wade, uh, the biggest decision ever by the uh, by the, the Supreme Court, a horrible decision. Yes, uh, no constitutionality at all. No, uh, no uh, uh, civilized nation would say you can slaughter babies, right. but Supreme Court said that. So, so I'm reading it, and it's five to three with John Roberts, a maybe. Hmm. So why does this happen? Why does this come out and it, it's it's leaked like that? Uh, so. You know, you start start listening, start reading, and I am of the strong opinion that this was a nefarious act and and is designed to sabotage what the Supreme Court could very possibly do in overturning Roe v. Wade.
0: So it sure seems that way. I mean, anytime information is linked, there's a strategy behind it. And I just was unaware that this was unprecedented in the Supreme Court. I, uh, you know, I've heard people talking about it being reported on. And you just figure at any level of government, there, there's leaks and, you know, you're constantly hearing about this being leaked and that being leaked. But... You know, you can understand in a position like that, where people are deliberating like a jury would deliberate on a verdict, you don't want this cross information going back and forth. You want something uh, litigated. You want to see the evidence. You want to deliberate to make a decision, and there should be no lobbying that takes place during that deliberation process. That's why, you know, even juries in important cases can become sequestered so that they're not influenced Mm -hmm. by, you know, the reactions and responses of the news or the media or whoever. But we know how the system has been uh, brutalized. The media uh, has been used as a tool for the longest of times now to dampen uh, free speech and to uh, really push agendas that have been liberalist agendas. And I, I, I can't help but see the pieces of the puzzle fitting together in this, that this was a strategic leak. It was there so that it could be um, kind of intercepted, this decision, and that there could be pressure put on the Supreme Court. and And we know, and you were sharing with me, that the Supreme Court has been pressured concerning this issue in the past.
1: So – what happened? Well, let me get to that in one second. But but I, I I read an article of a guy who who even made it uh, more unvarnished in terms of what could happen with the with this leak. So these the the, the hard left they they like to kill babies. They are very very oh, yeah. serious about it. Why? Because the love of money is the root yes. of all That's evil. Exactly and right. There's money in it. Yeah. So um, this. This leak of these names who are potentially going to vote to overturn Roe v. Wade uh, could could potentially cause uh, some kind of threat or some kind of, of, you know, they could potentially be assassinated. That's not a far-fetched yeah. so that because if a Supreme Court justice dies, they don't vote yeah they have to be replaced, obviously, yep. they're dead. They don't vote. They have to be replaced now now that you know, that may sound extreme. I'm just quoting from an article that yeah. uh that I read.
0: I've heard of uh you know people speculating that maybe they've done this in order to produce some form of legislation through the Congress that would um kind of codify. Roe v. Wade is being, you know, more than just something that has been backed by the judicial system, but actually becomes, you know, written concrete. I've heard maybe court packing is an option, you know, that yeah. because of this situation, sure. they'd want to try to pack the court and and overturn this 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 um, you know decision. I, I don't know. I just know this. I'm tired of unprecedented stuff happening. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's, unprecedented, it's unprecedented. unprecedented how many unprecedented <laughs> things
1: have happened. So this is a quote uh, I saw on uh, Michael Ferris's Facebook page. But by, by the way, just a real quick, parenthetically. Uh, if Roe v. Wade is overturned, we understand that that just sends it back to the states. This
0: Th- that, doesn't that's the say problem. That- but it, it's a lot like what the liberals do with all these issues. You know, the, the thing in Florida, where essentially the law that was being passed was, hey, you can't cram sexualized material down our children's throat. Parents have the right to say what their ch- children, and they called it the don't say gay bill. So they put this this, yeah. you know, this is a good thing. This is a good thing on either side of the issue, to be honest with you. These decisions should be made at the state level. It should be done through the democratic process, you know, through representation of of our leadership, voting, yeah. the will of the people concerning this in the state. And then well, you can live in whatever state you want to. But it shouldn't be a national role of
1: thing. People. I think that you you vote.
0: Well, the uh, principled, the you know, delegation of the constitution. Of the there constitution, is in the right.
1: constitution that whatever, ever countenance allowing. Uh, abortion and no. the founding in the founding era that just came out of the Great Awakening Absolutely. would never have even considered something as evil as what we allow no. in America. So this is what Michael Ferris, who um, started Patrick Henry College, a uh, college for homeschoolers. He's he is uh, with Americans Defending Freedom, a a, a uh, loss a law group that defends our religi- religious freedoms. Michael Ferris. is uh, A very good guy to uh, source. So he says on the the SCOTUS leak, the Supreme Court leak, the leak of a draft opinion of the Supreme Court is without precedent. There is a saying in constitutional litigation we call, quote-unquote, abortion distortion. This means that the normal rules of law aren't honored. Hmm. The law is manipulated to reach pro-abortion outcomes. But, uh this leak almost certainly came from those opposing the draft result so folks don't get excited about this leak it's not a good thing right. uh, as I thought it was initially and many many people think it's a good thing but this is uh, this is not of uh, this is not helpful to our side this leak almost certainly came from those opposing the draft result they do so in hopes of sabotaging it. This would be done by using public pressure to attempt to manipulate votes. This kind of lawlessness has been at the heart of the pro-abortion movement from day one. It cannot be justified. One more sentence here. We need to be in prayer for the Supreme Court uh, and and so on. So, So Michael Ferris is saying, whoa. Don't get excited about this this is uh, this is something that evil has is is being done here to pressure the Supreme Court justices to not vote to overturn roe v Wade so this we need is a very a serious there
0: about this and yes you know it's so frustrating um, to sit and watch things like this happen and and you you know we can speculate about what what has taken place and, and I think you know have a pretty good idea of what's going on here but the reality is and what we do see actually happening is the responses and reactions of leftists to the potential overturning of this decision being a federal decision and not a state decision. I mean, they are vehemently hateful concerning this and they use religious jargon to, to amplify their feelings about these things. Uh, You know, Schumer in, in the floor Saying that this is an abomination, yeah. that this would be—I mean, this, so is, the, it is, this, a is, this is a religion. It is there's a fervor in yeah. this. You there, know,
1: is, this is uh, this is if you could see the spiritual world, what's going on yeah. right now with this. This is a spiritual thing. Yeah. Uh, it is the 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 demons of hell versus uh, God's people, and uh, so we, like you said, we just need to continue to be in prayer <laughs> until this final decision is made. Just real quick, and we're going to switch to a, um, a couple more. Uh, subject. So in Casey versus v. Planned Parenthood, I think it was 1992, in the 90s, uh, Governor Casey was a Democrat, pro-life governor in, in Pennsylvania, and he brought a, a lawsuit, I think it was against Planned Parenthood, and this, this at this time, had the potential uh, of overturning Roe v. Wade. It's the last time. It hasn't happened since then until right now. Uh, so Lawrence Tribe, the, uh, an attorney from Harvard, very liberal, ungodly man in terms of how he believes on this. Went to Anthony Kennedy. I think he went to his house. Wow! And flipped him. You know, Kennedy could be flipped. Anthony Kennedy was not a principled justice, but mm. he flipped Anthony Kennedy on this, and uh, it did not. It was not overturned at that time. Uh, that is the potential of what could happen right now. Yeah. These five or six, maybe with Roberts. These five that are are saying look we are uh, we are planning on to voting to overturn Roe v. Wade. They of course will will, will just have the demons of hell on them oh, absolutely. and the pressure will just be and I'm I'm not confident enough in these justices except for Alito and Thomas, mm-hmm. maybe Gorsuch, but uh Amy Coney Barrett, uh Brett Kavanaugh, uh even before all that stuff Kavanaugh went through. I was never a big fan. Levin never supported it. Mark yeah. Levin never supported it. So these are people with with uh, tenuous, uh, uh, you know, allegiances to truth, Yeah. and uh, so we just need to pray. Yes. Lord knows, as you said. So let's go real quick. We're running out of time in this segment, but we had an, elections in Ohio last night, so today is Wednesday that we're recording. Last night was Tuesday, the 3rd. And uh, uh, we had a governor Dewine, who's not a lover of freedom. He won again, and he had. Th- By the way, he had. Th- he didn't get over fifty percent.
0: No, he didn't. I saw that there was two There's running I against think three him, right? Three or three? Even
1: Ron Hood, who's a great uh, representative over there. I don't know why he ran. He only got two some percent, but he's like the guy, hmm. and a couple other guys that are very good. All three of them together uh, could have beat Dewine. Had hmm. they stepped out and picked one. So that shows you, though, that a lot of people are mad at DeWine because he, he's, a, he's got a little bit of tyrant in him, mm-hmm. a whole lot, frankly. So DeWine wins. Then we had that Senate race over there that was watched, watched nationally between J.D. Vance, who's right. the author of Hillbilly Elegy. Uh, I, I, I can't hate him because of uh, – his, his being a liberal because the book was so phenomenal. <laughs> <laughs> it was just amazing. But but uh, J.D. Vance uh has a story that's incredible growing up in uh, uh just the the subculture of of uh Kentucky and Ohio and and uh, he has a great story, J.D. Mm-hmm. Vance. Against uh, Josh Mandel. Josh Mandel was state treasurer in Ohio, Jewish guy, and uh Josh Mandel is running. He's, he, he, a friend of mine called me uh, who pastors in uh, Western Ohio, just above Dayton. And he said, I'm speaking at a Josh Mandel event. What should I say? And so I you know, gave him some advice. And, and uh, he's, Josh Mandel was, and this was at a church, Josh Mandel's pastor or uh, running basically from the churches. Hmm. Very exciting. And, and it was thrilling to watch. Um, but then he gets into a, a scandal with a staffer. And 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 I think that that's what that's what what killed him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, so he's got he's got conservatives that are running away from him, and he probably could have beat JD Vance, who's just not. He's he's an okay guy. He's a great author, but he's not one of us, right? You know, Trump and Trump came in endorsed JD Vance, that flipped the polls even, and uh, was probably so. Josh Mandel, you know, he. He created the uh, the forces of his own uh, his own uh, defeat. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, very sadly, somehow our guy, our guys do that and went through a divorce, has three young kids, and if I'd have been yeah. over there at Ohio, I, I would have voted for JD Vance. Yeah, I, you can't vote
0: for someone who for that. compromises the integrity. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: yeah. and it's in, and JD Vance probably won't be a bad senator. But he's he he. We just need warriors in there, like yeah. we were talking before, and so that's what happened in Ohio. So I Exciting mean, that was a, that was watched mm. nationally. <clears throat> Excuse me. So I was I was listening to Levin podcast. I listened to him on my walks, and he had Josh Mandel on, and Levin was trying to <clears throat> whitewash everything happening with Mandel because he's a conservative, right? But it it wasn't going to happen. Um, let me see. So Elon Musk, we got just a couple minutes here. Elon Musk is as exciting the whole universe, <laughs> That's right? That's Crazy. And uh, my boy has always been a Musk guy. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking because he uh, Musk, from what I remember, took all kinds of government subsidies with his car company. I'm not. I'm not that way. You know, don't do that. It, right. it's, it's a loser anyway. Read yeah. history. The guys that do, the capitalists that take government money, they they, they do not succeed. Right. But I think he switched on that, and he's he's put forty three billion dollars. I don't know what
0: insanity. Why, man, I would have,
1: it's... you know, I could have gone in with him. Yeah, did he call me? <laughs> he didn't call me. He so, didn't. I got a little grudge so, there. Yeah, I, you know, I guess I, I don't I, blame you. I'll go half with him.
0: I, you know, he really <laughs> needed you. He's, <laughs> he's regretting it.
1: Yes, of course. So he's he is the uh, George Washington of the moment. Yeah. Uh, and, and just basically saying, look, I'm taking Twitter back and, uh, everyone's jumping back on board. Some people haven't been able to get, get back on board. Mike, uh, Lindell, the, the, Mike pillow, right, he's guy, still banned. <laughs> he got on and they shoved <laughs> they you back him up, down. So I don't know how much things have changed, <laughs> but for the moment, man, it was fun watching musk take well, it was over more that.
0: fun just watching the people who've been in control of information squirm and wiggle and get irritated you know that was the that's the most fun part about that the whole is, thing.
1: that is that uh, is very true great statement so we'll see what happens with twitter it it remains to be seen if that will uh, turn into uh, a forum of freedom i yeah. don't know maybe lord willing hopefully uh, i'm looking at truth social trump's i'm uh, my wife and i are on truth social which is Trump's new uh Facebook, right. and that uh, you know I'm looking to get off facebook i I, I love it, but I hate it yeah and there's a bunch of commies on there um, all right, so we are going to cut out of here, and when we get back, we're going to uh, we got some great stories today Florida d o e Department of Education rejects math textbooks uh, so we're gonna see why. That's DeSantis territory. That guy is a stud with yeah. capital letters. So uh, we'll see what's going on there, and uh, we'll be right back. You're listening to the Voice of Truth radio show. Stay tuned. Welcome back to the Voice of Truth radio show. Your host, State Senator Mike Azinger, talking to you with my co-host, Pastor Brian Loversey, mm-hmm. pastor of Fellowship Baptist Church in Vienna, West Virginia, where uh, my family also attends. and uh, But we're broadcasting to the whole Mid-Ohio Valley, and we thank you for listening. We appreciate it. <clears throat> but uh, we haven't had a show for a while. Um, just because it's busy, you know, <laughs> we're busy. And, man, but uh, we're going to... Uh, we're going to be doing uh, more regular shows here after the, since the, the election is going to be over, and I'm a lot of time campaigning, and you're busy, and everyone's busy.
0: <clears throat> this first me. part of the year has just been insane. I mean, it's been a busy season this first yeah. quarter of the year.
1: And to prove it, it's already May.
0: Halfway through. <laughs>
1: <laughs> of course, you said every year, it's already yeah. May. Yeah. It's already June. It's already <laughs> July. There's something about our nature that... Uh, is always surprised when another month comes. I think so. What, what is that?
0: <laughs> I guess we don't expect it to.
1: <laughs> is that natural law or is that fallen nature? What I you
0: guess think it's it? fallen nature. I yeah. think you're right. All
1: right, so we're going to talk about a uh, article here. Florida DOE Department of uh, Education rejects math textbooks over. Uh, so it didn't print out what it text. What it rejected them over, but it was. Uh, It rhymes with critical race theory, (laughs) I think is is what we can safely say. The Florida Department of Education announced it had rejected 41% of submitted uh, mathematics textbooks because the books contained, quote, prohibited topics, such as Critical race theory and SEL. Have you heard of SEL social? No. Emotional learning. That's the thing now. There's stuff coming out all the time with these weird uh and they freaky are weird. Names they are they come- weird. Let's just be
0: honest. These yeah. it feels like they're programming people. Yeah. I mean it really does. Well so, uh, yeah. <laughs> Maybe they are.
1: Let's look into that. Reasons for rejecting textbooks included references to critical race theory. Did you hear that, folks? Did you hear what I just read? I said reasons for rejecting textbooks included references to critical race theory. Usually, textbooks get rejected because they refer to God or George right. Washington or Abraham right. Lincoln or the, the Great Awakening. But in Florida, they're saying, look, you got critical race theory and mm-hmm. common core in your textbooks. We're rejecting it. Um,
0: flipping the script a little bit there
1: it's it's stunning to watch DeSantis he is a uh, breath of fresh air Uh, thank you god for him he's a military guy uh, ran he was a congressman just kind of a backbencher of sorts he wasn't like Jim Jordan who everyone knows but he was known but just he doesn't have a real flamboyant personality um, you know, Jim Jordan, right. congressman from Ohio. He went 151 as a wrestler in NCAA, by the way. Wow.
0: Yeah. so um, He looks like a wrestler. Like he, he does, does look like at a wrestler. Head.
1: So I met him when he was in the House. I used to. Uh, so um, DeSantis runs for governor, and I don't think people thought he was going to win. But, man, he did. And then won again. I, I don't think he's stoppable. Uh, so one day, you know, a lot of Trump people are saying, we want Trump. I'm that way, but at the same time, if DeSantis were to rise up and win, I'd be okay with that, too. Um, So, the highest number of books rejected were for grade levels K-5, through where an alarming 71% were not appropriately aligned with Florida standards or included prohibited topics and unsolicited strategies. That's what the press release said. Despite rejecting 41% of material submitted, every core mathematics course and grade is covered with at least one textbook. So, uh, next paragraph. Of the 132 textbooks submitted for use in Florida's public schools, 54 were, were rejected. Man. 54 out of 132. Wow. So they're going they're through They're going these to town, things. man. They're, they're combing through these things like David Why Barton. don't
0: we do this everywhere? I don't what, know. Where are the people to say, having to sit down and go through this stuff, and this is garbage, and this is garbage, and this is garbage, and you, let's get the real stuff to our kids? You know you what, know? Pastor
1: I'll ever see, because people are waking up.
0: Yeah, they are people waking are w- up. People are
1: waking up. All these boards of education, <laughs> um, they are saying enough of these. Masks on our kids. Yeah. Enough of this critical race theory. Enough of this LGBT indoctrination. Mm-hmm. That look, it, that's from hell. Yeah. It's from hell. Let's just say where it's from.
0: And I just love how Desantis just stands there in the podium and just says it the way it is. You know, he's not frothing at the mouth. He's not. You know, he's just.
1: See, I like to froth. at I do too. But 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 but
0: it's it's <laughs> just kind of cool to watch this guy. And and he, this is what he says, and I'm paraphrasing a little bit, but he's like, "Hey, I, I just don't think it's right to teach our kids to hate each other and to hate our country." It's a great little <laughs> soundbite. <laughs> great, it's perfect, and you're right. It's it is, the reality. It's, it's not.
1: It's not. Uh, do you want a uh, butter Reed's butterscotch.
0: I need something. Are you? My throat's well, you know like closing these? up on me. Am I allergic to you all of a sudden or something? I don't well, know what's don't going know. on. I, it's... I have
1: to look at you. <laughs> <enough there>. So, <laughs> so <laughs> reach butterscotch. You know where I got these? Where's that? So in Ritchie County, which is.
0: Oh, was you get this at the? I got to go visit that. Dines, place. five and t- five. Is that, and that what you got? Ten
1: it? cent store. Uh, the uh, they say they're the only one or the longest uh, uh, living five and ten store in the country. Really. 1908.
0: We haven't really been cool to place. Ritchie County yet.
1: you got to go to uh, Ritchie County. Harrisville's where it is. Harrisville's a beautiful town up there.
0: Oh man, these are good. Aren't they good? I love oh, these. Goodness. I
1: saw them. I bought three of them. So what maybe is take we have, turns. Tell,
0: tell everybody what we're eating. What is it called?
1: Reed's Butterscotch. Are we getting paid for this? <laughs> <laughs> we maybe we could. We charge. Yeah. I'll call. Yeah, I'll you give there. them a call. But you got to go up there and see it. Uh, it's a Cool place. All right. So that is um, – that's the deal with what's going on in Florida. The governor is saying enough Common Core, not here, enough critical race theory, not here, and enough of this woke stuff.
0: Do you uh, remember governors? Have, before DeSantis, have you even heard of a governor coming out purposefully and saying anything like that about education or what's going on in education? Never. I, I, who I, does who, that, I, I, besides Trump, yeah,
1: I mean, that's why Trump, you know, uh, <clears throat> but DeSantis, man, there's something in him. I, I don't think DeSantis is even necessarily a born again believer.
0: I think he's Catholic, is he? I think that's what they say. So, I, I was reading up on him a little bit because I, I was wanting to find out a little bit more about his background, yeah. So I think he, he holds to, you know, some of those things,
1: so he <laughs> but, wouldn't, he wouldn't necessarily have a He's not coming from, hey, look, I I read in the Bible, and we're not no. going to do it. But he understands uh, Marxism, probably. Mm-hmm. He's a military guy. I think he's a Marine, and um, he probably recognizes Marxism when he sees it, mm-hmm. and that's what critical race theory and critical theory is. It's Marxism. Mm-hmm. So uh, when you teach Marxism to your kids, you are by definition teaching them, to hate America yes. because America is a constitutional republic mm-hmm. built on biblical uh, biblical values and biblical principles, and we were born of the Great Awakening. Mm. That's where America was birthed uh, from the Great Awakening. George Whitfield and uh, uh, Samuel Davies and Jonathan Wesley and and all these guys who didn't necessarily agree on every single. Doctrine, right? But they agreed on righteousness and mm-hmm. the gospel of Jesus Christ, and they mm-hmm. stormed up and down. And by the by the way, uh, and we're in a Baptist church here. We're Baptists, but Baptist churches were being—you know—why there's so many Baptist churches in the South? Because uh, men of God built them mm-hmm. and started them in the 17th and 18th uh, centuries, or the 18th and 19th centuries, uh, up and down the South i I was we were talking about Harrisville and in Harrisville, the the main one of the main churches is the Baptist Church mm-hmm. there' Baptist churches all over West Virginia. Mm-hmm. you grew up in Iowa. I don't know if it's like that that far west but yeah. but uh and 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 we're Baptists because we believe in the baptist that Baptist doctrine is closest to scripture mm-hmm. and there's are other christians of course who who uh who believe in Bible go to bible churches that believe the bible and, mm-hmm. and uh we love them too amen <clears throat> so in praise of—how uh, much time we got? So it's uh, we're halfway through the show. Let's take a break, and we're going to—
0: <laughs> I like the title it. of this. In
1: praise of the boring, uncool church. Amen. That's why I go here, <laughs> boring and uncool. <laughs> so uh, uh, I'm going to get your input on this. I'm going to read along, and that's actually uh, one of the reasons I— do go here because it's not boring and you don't care about being cold <laughs> <laughs> That was kind of a bad I'm game. good at that <laughs> <laughs> alright you're listening to the Voice of Truth, Truth radio show so we'll be back in a couple minutes don't go away welcome back to the Voice of Truth radio show I'm your host Steve. Senator Mike Azaker with Pastor Brian Leversey. We're going to be talking this segment. We got to go quick because you got to get to an appointment. And uh, the last segment we're going to talk about uh, uh, our etiquette segment. We're going to bring in Tim Daller and Jeremy Kaminsky. They'll Don't have good miss insight. It. Yeah,
0: they'll have good insight on it. Are, you, are we still tipping? Is that our, yeah. our topic? Yeah,
1: we can't get out of that,
0: and we shouldn't. This is an important conversation. Yes,
1: it's very. It, uh, it is one of the foundations of a good society. <laughs> In praise of the boring, uncool church. So yes. this is by a guy named Brett McCracken. Have you heard of him? Mm-hmm. So he says, Hillsong, once a leader of Christian cool, loses footing in America. By now, headlines like this one, that was from a New York Times article by Ruth Graham, uh, have become sadly predictable. It seems almost every, quote-unquote, leader of Christian cool, hmm. which should be an oxymoron, drives me nuts when mm-hmm. these people... Christian pastors try to be hip and cool. Uh, like I said, that's why I, I, I... will never
0: be accused of that. <laughs>
1: Whether a tattooed celebrity pastor or a buzzy nightclub church flames out and loses its footing fairly quickly, which is not at all surprising by their very nature, things that are cool are ephemeral. ephemeral. What's fashionable is, by the necessity of the rules of fashion... Uh, They quickly become obsolete. This is one of the many reasons why chasing cool is a fool's errand for churches and pastors, as I argue in my book, Hipster Christianity, When Church and Cool Collide. If you prioritize short-term trendiness, your ministry impact will likely be short-lived. If you care too much about being Mm relatable— And attractive to the fickle tastes of any given generation or cultural context. He's a good writer here Mm -hmm. and a good thinker. The transcendence of Christianity and the prophetic power of the gospel will be shrunk and shaped to the contours of the zeitgeist. Relevance focused Christianity sows the seeds of its own. Obsolescence It's a bad idea. it re- rarely ends well
0: very well written Pretty very good insight, well written isn't it It is so good and it's so true. you know it's i was I was told uh, early on in ministry that what you what you minister in to gain people is what you have to do to keep people. Hmm. and so if you lift up Jesus he's the one that brings people in right. he's the one who converts lives he's the one who brings transformation he's the one who brings actual spiritual growth to people yes so that they mature spiritually and and they see they, they stay and they pursue a life in Jesus but if you are as this was so well written using all the fads and gimmicks of the world, then you have to constantly change as a church. You have to constantly, and I'm not saying you can't update uh, your look and you can't, you know, uh, get new carpet. and You can't I mean all that. All that's good, and yeah. and you don't want to be so out of touch with the world that you live in that that you lose footing in your communication altogether. But you want the power of the Holy Spirit, not the power of the world's culture, to be what attracts and builds a foundation for a ministry you know, what I love about God is he says, I am God, I change not. And that's in principle, that's in truth, that's in um, doctrine. And and yet you find when you have to be relevant to the worldly, y- you can't help but see that disintegrate your foundation of doctrine and, and your focus on Christ and Christ alone as well. So I think that was such a great article. It hits to the, the problem of with with church today and I, I'm kind of more of an apostle Paul guy. Hey, if they're preaching Christ, I don't like attacking ministries. I don't like yeah. attacking people for style. I, I I just I don't really like doing that. You know, I don't know their motives. I I can't read people's minds. I don't know people's hearts. They might be a great person, great pastor, whatever. But you got to I think I think you got to be careful. You you can't let the culture and the fads of the world be the steering wheel for your ministry. That's got to be the Holy Spirit of God and God's Word, and and stick with that, and God will build his church, I believe. Yeah,
1: that. that's good. So let me just run this paragraph by you, too, because this, this, I think, is a really good insight by Brett McCracken. McC- McCracken, yes. Yeah. So he's a young guy, too. Uh, but he says, for one, these headlines ought to, ought to remind us that relevance is no substitute for reverence. Oh, that's good. And indeed, may compromise it. Relevance is no substitute for reverence.
0: <laughs> Can I say something about that real quick? Uh-uh, you can't. <laughs> Go ahead. I think this is such a good point. It really uh, is, isn't it? You know, we aren't worshiping ourselves, and I think, unfortunately, that's what a faddish kind of ministry leads to: is self-worship. It's it's part of the process wow. of stroking yeah. the flesh. I go to church to feel good about myself. So let's let's you know. And I don't know. Again, I'm I'm not one to try to pick too much on worship styles and all this. But, but if I'm going there to get all frothed up and to feel good about how I look and to feel good about how cool we are and how cool my church is and how cool, you know, everything is, I I don't think there's a reverence there to understand I'm nothing and He is everything. I'm I am. A sinner, he is the savior. I, I need to be bowed down to him, not celebrating a life I'm building for myself on the fads of the world and the connection of cool. Mm. I need to, you know, I come to church even as the pastor and preach a message, and and I can't help but feel a reverent repentance for my own life in light of the word of God. And I, I don't know that that context exists in modern cool church today, where you're actually brought to a point of real repentance. Oh, I might. Know that my life isn't going the way I want to, and hopefully this new cool celebration will get me where I want to be. And so let's get all pumped up. Well, what whatever happened to falling on our face before yeah. Jesus?
1: See, my problem with it is, and especially these guys on TV that want to be hip and cool, it it, it becomes the whole the, the sub the subtext of all your sermons because you are there on stage true. in your hipsterness, <laughs> yeah, and. And uh, the whole time you're saying, especially to the teenage boys, this is the most important thing right. with my tennis shoes and my right. my hip clothes and all that. And I am a little more than you on that. Uh, you know, I like that you wear a suit and tie behind the pulpit. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm very traditional like yeah. that. Uh, um, I'm I'm so far that way that uh, you know I. I went to college with a lot of guys that wore ties as wide as their bellies and with uh, <laughs> polyester suits that were 50 years old. The heyday. <laughs> the heyday. <laughs> but that said, uh, uh, w- when you dress hip, it, it becomes about your dress mm-hmm. and about how hip you are. And it, it's such a distraction. I can't watch it.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: you know, I do watch some guys on TV from time to time. Mm-hmm. Um because there there are some good guys on T on TBN but but much of it, you know. I mean, uh, like Joe Olstein, please, Lord help yeah, me. Yeah, can get rid So anyway, I don't want to get off on that. I'll let you do the calling out. For one, <laughs> you want to do any more?
0: Well, hold on. <laughs>
1: <laughs> for one, these headlines ought to remind us that relevance is no substitute for reverence and indeed may compromise it. Now, listen to this. The Christian life shouldn't be oriented around being liked.
0: Hey, you know, that is such a a good point. That's a great statement. You know what? If you're popular with the world all the time, it probably means you're part of the world, honestly. I mean, all those that live godly in Christ Jesus are going to be super popular. Yeah, exactly. We'll suffer persecution. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Shall suffer persecution. It should be orient, oriented around loving God and mm. loving others. There's a concept, loving yeah. God and loving God. and I, Not
0: know, loving I, self. And I, and I hate to I, – again, I, I'm not a mode of judger of people, but it just seems like in in cool-type church, we celebrate ourselves a little too much. Mm. You know?
1: Yeah. I think that there's a showiness, too, in the worship of, of – And that's uh, not to say uh, that people who
0: wear suits and ties can't get – Caught up in that whole deal too, and be showy that with what abs- they do. That is a, so. I, I got to say that. Good point. I got to say that.
1: Uh, you know, uh, my brethren uh, from and Baptist, by the way, that can be judgmental, mm-hmm. and, and I, I, I was guilty of it too. I've been mm-hmm. guilty of it also. You know, we can are. Uh, you know, uh, we can be rigid and judgmental, and and uh, it can be our little God the way the way you look and. And uh, we all want mm-hmm. others to conform to what we what we see as as what Christianity should be.
0: I, I wanted to say something about the article itself. It references Hillsong, yeah. um, and uh, I don't I don't like promoting watching particular shows uh, on television. And um, and this was produced from a secular viewpoint, so I, there might be some areas in it that might be a little rough or the subject matter is a little. Um, dicey, but just because of the things that happened. But I watched a documentary about Hillsong. And, and I'm just saying this because a lot of this vein of of, of style of church was born out of this movement. And, um, out of the Hillsong Out of the Hillsong really? movement. And um, Discovery, uh, we, we just recently got Discovery Plus. Uh, we like, you know, the home shows and the <coughs> animal shows and the cooking shows and yeah. those types of things. And we got rid of Netflix and a couple things that are – You can't even find hardly a good show on on anything like that. So anyway, I watched this documentary about Hillsong, um, and uh, I would recommend if if, if you kind of want to pull the veil back behind what we were just talking about, what this article puts on display, it does an unbelievable job of kind of walking you through what the dangers are of that. So what's it
1: called? That sounds... Interesting,
0: boy! I wish I could because remember Hillsong it off the Hillsong has top of been my head. in the news so much, especially. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Well, it, it focuses on a particular, the first real big church in America f- that was established by Hillsong. But
1: Hillsong isn't American. No, uh, it's from Australia. Australia is where it got its yeah. moorings. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that would be that would be very interesting to watch.
0: Right? Yeah, it was. It was fascinating. So um, and in, and enlightening.
1: It just seems like. Mega churches, man. It's just like boom, boom, boom. They all, they all fall. Uh,
0: Which is sad. I mean, I don't want to see any ministry no, that is preaching awful. the gospel horrible, have because, that happen. But yeah. this is part of the junk that gets, I think, connected to it that causes a, a lot of difficulty. So. Yeah.
1: All right. So we will bump out. We're done for this segment. We're going to come back. Yeah. We're going to have to have a long etiquette set up. you're welcome folks oh you're gonna learn how to tip today <laughs> whether you like it or not tim dallas coming in jeremy kaminsky right we got we got both those guys responding they're coming the pastor has to jump out and get to a meeting um but we're going to talk about uh, etiquette and maybe tipping we'll see you're listening to the voice of truth radio show we'll be back right after this Welcome back to the Voice of Truth radio show. I'm your host to see, Senator Mike Azinger. Pastor Leversee has left the building. He's like Elvis. He's out of here. He had to go. Uh, he had an appointment. So we bring in the farm team, which is, uh, these are the, is the best farm team in America, Tim Daller, Jeremy Kaminsky. Um, these are good guys that uh, love America. Yeah, is that an so. insult? A little bit. Okay, so we'll make it your the uh, what are your uh, uh,
2: I don't know I guess warm team maybe up second string. That means that we're uh, at least on the pro team.
1: Good point.
2: We're holding the we're I, holding the <laughs> clipboard. We're not we're not waiting to get called up.
1: Okay, a that's a great distin- distinction. So can I call you second stringer? Because you know, yeah, second string's insult. fine. Ah,
2: second string is fine. All right, you, you that way we don't get hurt. I'm just standing on the sidelines. I'm looking,
1: (laughs) throw a few passes. All right, so we're doing etiquette. uh, We're doing uh, our etiquette segment, which I always do with Pastor. But uh, when Pastor can't, I bring in these guys because these guys are fun uh, and intuitive. And uh, we're we're, we're finishing. We're in the uh, Art of Manliness book, which I always bring. Great little book. Brett and Kate McKay, and. the section on tipping, which we've been doing for about twenty years, this nice. is our last time that we're going to do it though, because we have some time to to uh, to kill on it. And uh, so, what did we do last time? We did what? Garage parking, car washer, takeout, barber, uh, and so on. So now, tow truck, tow truck. It depends on what services the person provides if they jump your car or change your tire tip about, you guys want to guess what they suggest? Mm. How much? How much if they? Ten bucks. Four bucks, they say. They're cheap here, I think. If they tow it, <laughs> five is a good tip. Is that cheap? Are these this people cheap, cheap that wrote this book? It does seem a little cheap. That does
2: seem a little cheap. but yeah. Do you
1: want me to call them or are you going to call them? I'll give you, I'll give you, we should write them. We should. A, we write a should a Definitely,
2: that's cheap. Snail mail. Yep.
1: Support the USPS. <laughs> right, Tim?
2: Well, we could, like, uh, write in the book, like, all of our corrections and send it back to them. <laughs> <laughs> we proofread it. And yeah. like, nah, <laughs> this needs change. And
1: yeah, just put, like, uh, <laughs> what are you thinking on this? And stuff like that. <laughs> all right, a nurse. usually tipping nurses at hospitals is not permitted, but don't tell that to kate's italian grandma that would be the author's wife uh, i my wife tip has a an nurse italian... what yeah so she was a retired nurse and believed you should definitely tip nurses and other health assistants wow. and anytime she's at the hospital you can guarantee she got the best service because she gave her, nu- her nurse la boost
2: that's not a bad idea, idea though yeah, if you want to get is. the best best uh, health coverage there tip them
1: tip them tattoos yeah. Did you guys tip on any of your tattoos?
2: Uh, on the ones, that yeah, the ones that go down my arm, the sleeve, <laughs> I do. But the little ones, no, I don't. He made that up. He didn't. Make that up. <laughs> All right,
1: delivery services, newspaper delivery during the holidays. Give them a card with how much for a newspaper. You guys want to guess what they suggest? Five dollars. Oh, $10. What?
2: Ten for that? Okay. No, five. Twenty dollars
1: is what they say. Twenty dollars. So you got to remember they've been doing it the whole year. That's true. So that's what I do. We get twenty bucks. Kate's parents do this every year, and as a result, Kate being the anyway, pizza uh, or food delivery. What percentage are you guys going to guess that they suggest for
2: for pizza delivery?
1: Pizza or food delivery? Yeah. You know, mm, yeah. How much? What percent?
2: Uh, eight percent. I think Tim? it's I, I want to say it's a six
1: percent. Oh, you guys are cheap. I mean, for real. <laughs> Pizza delivery, food delivery, fifteen percent. Fifteen percent. Yeah, I do at least ten. So yeah. I'm not like. You got to remember, these guys need money.
2: <laughs> well, they're driving their own personal vehicles too.
1: Some of them, some of them are furniture yeah. or large appliance delivery. How much do you tip these guys? So if you get furniture, I've never tipped a guy. Of
2: course no. I've never tipped a furniture guy. Yeah, I
1: think this is going overboard here. Yeah. Put that in the letter, Tim. Okay, what about right. what about when they deliver your furniture
2: note. and they drop pieces of furniture down your stairs? Do you yeah. tip them after no, that? Because that happened. Then you just you <laughs> scouted, didn't? Last well, oh, reason yeah. why you. Yeah, well, that's because you didn't tip them the first time. <laughs> yeah, that's it's right. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I tipped them before they came in the house. <laughs>
1: furniture, uh, five dollars a person. They say if they stick around and help you assemble or rearrange your furniture you tip back. I would tip on if they did that. Yes. But just to bring it, man, I don't think I've ever even considered that. All right. Out on the town. Waiter, what do you tip your waiter, you guys? I'm going to find out how cheap you are.
2: Uh,
1: come on. Just be honest. I mean, I haven't been honest the whole time with the tipping, <laughs> but you should be.
2: Uh, I don't know.
1: Uh, Come on, you know what the customary? Okay, so customary amount is fifteen to twenty percent.
2: Yeah, that's probably where I'm at.
1: But I have a see. My wife had to wait tables when we were first married early on. It's a tough job. And they a lot of people stiff you and run Mm -hmm. you to death. And so I have a heart, a place in my heart for wait waitresses. So I do usually twenty to even sometimes thirty percent. If they do an exceptional job, pay more. I'm a little bit of a socialist. This is the only place in my <laughs> life where I'm a socialist. I will tip every waitress, well, at least twenty percent, mm. even if they don't even bring my food. Yeah, I do too. Do. I don't. Yeah. I go in the restaurant. They don't even bring my food. I sit there a half hour and leave without food. I'll still tip. Yeah, twenty percent. Yeah, I'm like just cause I'm, gonna, so I'm just wonderful. not
2: gonna. Yeah, you're just amazing.
1: I oh, am. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> uh, bartender, casino worker. any the one of you guys want to? We're gonna skip those because we don't do those mm. things. Taxi driver. No. I mean, I. Percentage.
2: I can't remember last time I even used a taxi, to be honest. Well, but you uh, still have to
1: guess, Tim. I mean, just <laughs> because you. What never do they did
2: say uh, percentage wise? Yeah. I don't know. 15.
1: Yeah. Key wrecked! 15%. 15%. 15%. See? <laughs> <laughs> All right. During holidays. Um, so the mailman. So this is like during holidays, you know, because it's Jesus' birthday and he <laughs> gave. We should learn to give. Uh, how much time we got? Tim? About
2: about two more minutes. All
1: right, so we're going to we're going to finish this out. We'll go fast here. Uh, mailman, twenty bucks. How about the the uh, garbage man? Hmm. Uh, I tip the garbage. We tip the t- garbage man. If we put a lot of stuff out on the curb, yeah, to tip even like I've
2: we never have, really tipped the garbage man.
1: You guys are awful. <laughs> Don't. So I, I had a big yeah, the storm was last night. We're recording on Wednesday, mm. and there's a big old branch. There's a there's a tree. I pray for these folks on West Virginia Avenue. Yeah, I saw, saw that, that right? where could
2: like cut a house in half.
1: Yes, Lord have mercy. I, I don't think anyone was hurt. We had a we had a big old lamb in our backyard. Um, I don't know why I'm talking about that during tipping, but do you guys know what that? Why I brought that up? Even I don't, I don't know. know I don't either. Okay, all right. So a teacher. Tipping a teacher, an apple, I think. Two apples.
2: Two apples, maybe three. <laughs> Become teacher's pet if you go higher than that. Yeah, and then dude. you might get in trouble, get bullied, beat up, something. <laughs> if you don't want to be, you grow up. You, you want to keep that level, level, keep that even level. Yeah, though. you definitely don't. Don't go over the it. top and be the pet because <laughs> right. then you're.
1: That's sound doctrine right there. Yeah. Um, cleaning lady. You know what they say, an extra. So this is we're talking about Christmas time tips, mm. Mm. an extra week's pay, wow, for the cleaning lady. That's good. That Babysitter, good. Um, a gift.
2: It's like a bonus, a Christmas bonus, pretty yeah. much. Yeah,
1: gift cards, whatever. Yeah. Uh, teacher, give the teacher a small gift. Yep, that type of thing. Um, so if you homeschool, your your wife homeschools. She does. So if your what do you your kids give. Uh, I don't Your know if so they've Apple, ever.
2: They, uh, like? they just probably give her hard times what they give her. So. <laughs> <laughs> but like, we are our kids uh, are in the Smoot theater at choirs, and so we we give those teachers gifts every year too. So yeah, that's good. So good stuff. So yeah.
1: we're we're done with tipping, guys. Um,
2: I think we should talk about uh, gas prices next time. Well, gas prices. The, Speaking of gas stations, should, should should we tip the guy that's walking around the gas station wiping off the gas pumps for everyone? I don't know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's a new phenomenon yeah. see when i was a kid i'm older than you guys well i was a kid i remember being a, with my mother driving around town she would pull into a gas station i remember specifically a gas station on Dudley avenue that's no longer there um, she would pull in the mm-hmm. guy would come out fill her gas for her yeah she didn't get out of the car oh She'd yeah fill her, do her uh, wipe her with a windshield it was awesome every everyone did it back then yep and so a guy like that yeah you tip him sure the guy that tim brings up <laughs> I th-
2: i'm not so sure
1: <laughs> the guy that wipes off the handles, i don't know that uh that will su- something that we need more wisdom on maybe we bring pastor in on that one and get his point of view
2: might tip him maybe yeah so he's maybe
1: cleaning, i think to me um uh,
2: I'm not sure what his actual job is sometimes. <laughs> I've gotten in trouble for having my phone with me. <laughs> Where? At the, it's in the Sam's Club. Oh, yeah, they've come up to me. Do they? Oh, yeah. Yeah, so that's oh, like yeah. a dangerous thing. I guess they say that's it's what dangerous. They say, right? That's what they say. So
1: gas prices, prices are what's really dangerous anyway. Oh, that's my the goodness, dangerous. yeah. So supposedly somebody, I saw Facebook, 20 cent jump overnight. Yeah, it's like it four nineteen a gallon. Yeah.
2: It's 4 at 15 buy our house. Like,
1: this know. is what happens when you let socialists run a country. That's right. Yep. This is a good taste of socialism. Yep. Uh we need to get back to the Lord. All right, you're listening to the Voice of Truth Radio Show and brought uh brought the uh, I'm gonna call you guys the uh A team. Okay. We're uh, – Pastor and I are the A-plus team because we're arrogant and self-centered and we love ourselves. But you guys are the A-team. Okay. I'm good with that. Is that A-okay? Like the
2: A-team, like Mr. T and – Yeah. Okay. Yeah, well, I mean – But which one is Tim? <laughs>
1: mm,
2: Murdoch maybe? <laughs> A little, a little on the crazy side. <laughs>
1: All right. Yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll take that subject up next time. You're <laughs> listening to the Voice of Truth radio show. God bless you. Thanks for tuning in. See you next time. I will choose to-